Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on a company, making the next right decision. Welcome into the Brand Couple Podcast. I'm excited to have you here with us today. We're in the midst of our team series. If you haven't seen on Instagram yet, and if you haven't been listening to the podcast, you are in the midst of our team series. We've already heard from sales and our creative team, and today we're talking to our operations team. So I'm excited for you to be here. If you follow us on Instagram, we have our team series where you can see a day in the life of each of these people here and the rest of our team. So you can see what it looks like to be in their position, and I hope that you go follow that and check it out. But here we are. We're going to talk about operations today. I'm excited to get us into this conversation. And none of these human beings have been on the podcast yet today, um, or at all this entire time. And so I'm going to introduce each of them. They're going to talk a little bit about themselves and what they do here at Render as well. And so we're going to start with John. So John has been here for almost four years, which is exciting. He started pre-pandemic. He's been here through the pandemic and now still afterwards. And so he is a huge blessing to our team. Excited to have him here. John, welcome to the Render Podcast. Thank you, happy to be here. Awesome. If you've seen our Google reviews, like if you type in Render Events and you see us on Google, John's name is in a ton of our reviews. And he's the man that uh, is calling our, our crews that we're going to their events, and he's the one delivering and making yeah. sure the warehouse looks incredible. Thanks for being here. Yes. You want to say anything? Yeah, just, I mean, great place to work. It's been a blessing to me. Uh, it's a positive environment here. Um, it's flexible, very flexible. Somebody will spend time with the family and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah, other, I mean, it's just a great place to be. I enjoy, uh, I'm a control kind of, I don't want to say OCD, but I like being uh, organized. So, yeah. uh, well, that's a big part of what I do. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We appreciate that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah organization sure. is key yeah. here for sure. Yeah. Um, Gabriel is newer to our team. He started just a few months ago, but this isn't the first time to our team. He's been on our team before this, and he runs all of our operations. So he's the one that's connecting all of the dots and crossing all the T's and all the things. So Gabe, thanks for being here. Yeah, cool to be here. It's exciting. Anything you want to say? Um, What's your like favorite memory so far? You like, um, and you can take from both experiences. Yeah, um, I well, I think it's been cool just to see yeah both sides of the process so far. So I think, uh, you know, there's still a lot that I'm learning that I thought that I knew before. And yeah, it's just, it's been fun. So yeah. Far. yeah. Awesome. And we've got Dominic here as well. Dom's been on the team for two, three, three years. years, three years now, three years, yeah. which is exciting. It's been a lot. Yes. He, uh, his dad worked here. Dom came in. It's kind of a big family here. Honestly, we've really? got people really? who have been on our team because their cousins or their family members yeah. or, dads or sons john worked with my dad for about 15 years yeah. prior to this so that's right so it's a blessing to have you on the team as well oh uh, yeah it's been great i used to i came from a warehouse just driving a forklift and then this is this is a whole lot different a lot better okay. too a lot better <laughs> and not just stick, stuck in one spot right now yeah 
Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Yeah, keeps, just, keeps you moving for sure. Exactly, and it's something new every day. Right. And that's what I like. Keeps it interesting. Yeah, I feel like unless there's, I think I can only think of one event that we've done the exact same thing twice. But other than that, every it's, event's different. It's always different. every day yeah. is different. Yeah. which is fun. It is. All right. To start off, we're going to talk about why operations is so important and why it's such a key ingredient in everything that we do, and why it's important to have dedicated people to operations specifically. Right. So I'd love to talk about that. So I think one of the thing about having people dedicated to you know operations and stuff like that is how much it is moving, and so you gotta you gotta have people that are able to move and adapt and as you're doing it within the years you get better at it mm -hmm. you know stuff like that yeah having a I, that's kind of what i have is like having a dedicated team to do this puts all the hard work and the design and the hours of just you know grinding to make it reality and i think that's like what operations is about is making the clients you know dreams come true in a sense and uh it's definitely a vital part of the the business and it prepares you, I think. So when, you, when you're out there, when you have all the dots, mm -hmm. uh, eyes dotted, teeth crossed, when you get out, I think ops is a big part of that because right. when you get out there, it's just less stressful. Yeah. You know what's going on. Less to think about, you know, right. you the work so ahead of time. Get all that out mm -hmm. of the way. Yeah, that's one of those vital things, like yeah. timelines, like when you have to show up or when the event ends or who's putting stuff on our stuff. Maybe there's another florist involved and they're doing the huffa or something like that. If we don't know that information, it's really hard for us to do our job. We have to do it well and with excellence too. Yeah, I feel like if we don't have this information, we're going in with like a deer in the headlights of like, who do I talk to? What am I doing? Where are things going? And if we don't have that, it's really hard. Yeah, we wouldn't have the raving reviews <laughs> of how great our operations is without operations. That's our goal. Yeah. It's customer services to so the clients like, hey, that was I never experienced nothing like that before. Right. And that's what I strive to give them. So yeah. I think we talked about it the other day too, of like, you know, the operations team and the delivery team is kind of that last line of defense, so to speak. And so what you're saying, like customer yeah. service and making sure that, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, our company is gonna be, you know, you know, you're gonna get those raving reviews on, yeah. on Google and, and all this stuff. So Definitely a very yeah, vital part to making it happen. All right, so John, you've been a part of the team prior to the pandemic. You were doing all the deliveries, the installations, making our warehouse look good. Take us on a journey through what it was like before the pandemic happened, what your role eventually turned into during the pandemic, and now that we're hopefully out of this pandemic, what does it look like today compared to how it was before? So post pandemic, we were jamming. It was busy. It was at nineteen. I think it was a really good year yeah, for us. We were yeah, we were adding team members, and then it just boom, it just stopped. COVID hit, and right. the uncertainty of that was just so stressful. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, we're gonna get through this. And right. So during the pandemic, yeah, we had small events here and there, mm -hmm. where, but people were so conscious of not being around other people, so events took a big hit. Mm -hmm. right. obviously so during that it was kind of like yeah i'd come in for you know a week maybe mm -hmm. a week out of the two of the month or you right. know something like that so we kept it going best we could there and then as we started coming out of that we noticed a big increase in the weddings 
right. and stuff like that kind of kept us going a little bit more right. on that side. So uh, on the post side of it, it was just we started starting to pick up. Then the corporate stuff was still kind of, they were still kind of pushed right. back by it because they were like, well, we can't really have big gatherings because right. of all the restrictions mm-hmm. that the government put out there. But I think now we're in a place where we're seeing it kind of similar to 2019. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting back to that. Yeah. Right. Corporate's coming back. Uh, we've added a lot more team members. Yeah. Yep. So we got that going for us. So it's looking looking very, very good, I right. think. So uh, that being said, yeah, during, during right now, we're hopefully post-pandemic. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't have any more setbacks, you know, right. knock on wood. But uh, I think now we're... And Unfortunately, all of this is not right. But yeah, going <laughs> moving forward now, I, I just see the, the potential for very, very big increase in right. a lot more events, and yeah. and the floral seems like it's starting to pick up. So, right, just thank you for that. I think people are on the edge of their seats too to like get back out yeah. and like celebrate right. and get yeah. together yeah. and have those events. yeah right. those moments of connection and stuff. And so, yeah, it's definitely a, that balancing you know balancing act of being ready for when those yeah corporate events come or when the, when we do see the weddings right. pop up but yeah um you know also being flexible enough to pivot when we need to <laughs> exactly yeah we didn't learn how to do it before we know how to <laughs> yeah. Now. Yeah. it was interesting at church the other day they were playing commercial for community groups and stuff but it showed like friends at a house and then at a wedding and like these community events and i can sense myself and i'm sure many other people as well on the edge of your seat like Oh, I miss that. Right. I miss yeah. being able to yeah. be invited to concerts or being able to do these things. I went to my first concert after two years, just a few weeks ago, and it was like, you know, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot how awesome this feels, is yeah. to be in a room filled right. with people. Yeah. With the same so. type of energy. And energy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Goes. Yeah. There's a different type of energy than yeah. looking at something on your computer right. versus yeah. being in the room. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. hopefully we're out of that mm-hmm. uncertainty a little bit more than we were yeah, last year and sure. before. Yeah. Well, I know that before pandemic happened, our lead times were minimum three to four weeks. Yeah. At the very least, we were like, that was a quick turnaround for us. <laughs> and it was more often that we were having six months to a year, sometimes three months at the very latest, to have a notification that an event was happening. Yeah. Nowadays, it's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different. We're getting inquiries even on the day of mm-hmm. events, that's not as common, but we are getting inquiries the day of events and the week of events. And that's really hard yeah. to navigate. It's a yeah, lot yeah. different than we had to navigate before. Gabe, how are you handling these quick turnarounds? You know, we had conversations right. of like, just feels like this adrenaline rush yeah. and we're like <clears throat> on the edge of our seat trying to get all these is. things done, which is coupled with good energy, but also there's like flight or flight right like what are we doing yeah i mean for the tight turn arounds i think it's like it's very helpful to know your inventory i mean from the you know counts of items that you have and what's being used in that that moment what's going out uh in you know, just a couple of days and i mean that's been so vital for me to keep you know keep order of all of the logistics of those tight mm-hmm. turns and making sure that we don't accidentally double book because it doesn't say in our software or something like that, right. but actually having like the head knowledge, you know, helps kind of prevent those things from happening. I mean, just a few weeks back, we had a, you know, client reach out that just hours before, <clears throat> right. 
uh, literally hours before needing uh, a few chairs uh, and a couple tables and stuff. And uh, we, you know, obviously we want to make it happen. And like, like we said, you know, people are on the edge of their seats wanting to celebrate. Yeah. So I think our, our initial thing is to say yes, if we can, right. and then, um, you know, we'll make it happen. And, and in this situation, the chairs that we wanted to book, I knew that all of them were already booked for the weekend. Yeah. And so there was going to be a conflict there. But another really important thing I think about like these type terms is having good and open communication with your, you know, person of contact or whatever events are already, you know, you do have a little bit more lead time uh, because I, we, I was able to, you know, contact this um, person of contact about the chairs that they ended up only needing, right. you know, a portion of it. So we right. ended up having what we could to get the right. uh, other order filled. And so we were able to make it happen. And then literally two hours later, I think John and Don were, going and delivering that yeah. um yeah and then the, the adrenaline obviously kind of keeps you going uh but yeah it can certainly yeah. be daunting at first yeah, yeah for sure how does it feel on y'all's end when you're getting the notification that hey in 30 minutes you got to leave and you got to pack up a truck real quick and go it's always kind of uh daunting i guess just the thought of it of having to do it but once you do it after so many times is you make it happen. Right. You find a way. You adapt, and that's it. That's all it is. Yeah, to it. yeah. You just kind of <clears throat> in that kind of situation. You just, you know, Gabe looked great on that coming out. Hey, yeah. we potentially might have something here in the next 20, 30 minutes. Right. Even that right. little bit of right, it right. gives right. us a little time to right. okay. Going. We'll go in there and look at the order. And we'll start prepping right away. Right. In case it books, if it doesn't book. Hey, the inventory is just is ready to right. go for the right. next one. Right. 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 So yeah, no. As far as that goes, I mean, I never been in a situation where I felt stressed out. Like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. You know right. what I mean? But yeah. So if you got a good crew, mm -hmm. and I think that helps. Yeah. Right. So I think communication again, like right. the biggest thing, thing, and having you know the warehouse so close to the office, being able to kind of yeah, exactly. you know, join that and then yeah, me being able to go out and actually say like, hey, just heads up. Yeah. There's <laughs> Twenty right. minutes, like, yeah. and then you know, we were able to make right. things happen. So communication yeah. is so huge. That's what I was going to say. It sounds like communication is the key ingredient. Mm -hmm. right. You yeah. take the Absolutely. communication out, it's not, it's not there's only room for stress. <laughs> right. There's yeah. only room for like, ah, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that's incredible. Um, what is it like when you're talking to our clients on the day of their event? This could be the planner, could be the venue contact, it could be a family member of the event, maybe a mother of the bride, bridesmaid, what is it like talking to them on the day of their event when we're actually going and delivering their items? Yeah, so, I mean, prior, before we even take off, we'll get in the truck and I'll make the call to every contact on there. Engage good about that, whoever's in logistics, you know, this is your point of contact, call this person. You don't want to call the bride on her wedding day. <laughs> Bother her. What do you need this stuff? Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Unless she so, wants to control. Right. Yeah. So I'll make that phone call, initial phone call. And that just, uh, I think it eases the planner a mm -hmm. little bit. Like, okay, hey, they're on their way. They're going to be right. in 30 minutes. Right. So my goal is to make the less stressful for their day, less stressful for them. So that, and when that phone call happens, I try to get as many more details as I can. Mm -hmm. Logistics is already, we know where we're going. We pretty much know where we're going to pull, unload, and unload, in and load out. We pretty much know that. But I'll work out the little things like, is there a someone there that's going to meet me? Or mm -hmm. do we just come and pull up? Or 
you know, get those little details out of the way. Are you actually at the venue? Right, exactly. <laughs> some some yeah. are not. Some of them, I'll, I'm on my way. I'll be there, you know, right. kind of close when you're getting there. Right. So that's where I tell them, well, don't worry. I got a layout here with mm -hmm. me according to your layout. I'll start unloading, setting up when you get there, you know, we'll make contact and all that. So I think this finally uh, gives them a little bit like, okay, hey, I ain't got to worry about this. Mm -hmm. People here showing them what to do. They kind of seem to know what they're doing. So that's what that phone call sounds like. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if there's any other information, sometimes stuff like comes up like, well, you know what? We were supposed to load in here, but they told we have a load over here. Right. Little yeah. things like that just helps us. And we're not circling the building up for 20 <laughs> minutes looking for a place to pull. Which we did does. Yeah, we've gotten parking tickets. Exactly. This downtown yeah. Dallas is is challenging mm -hmm. yeah. because it's tight down here. Yeah. And uh, so when I go on a delivery, I kind of like to know where I'm going. You know where am I pulling? And when I make that phone call, I try to get all that hash stuff. That where I'm not calling her by the planner. Where do I pull? You know, right. you, she's busy doing other things. You know, but yeah, that's what that looks like. Just discussing, discussing any small details that yeah. may have, we need to hash out. But well, yeah, it makes them cool. feel comfortable that exactly. I know that they're on their way. I don't have to worry about it. Yes, because on their timeline, I might say one o'clock is our delivery time. I've gotten stuck traffic. Something could have happened. We might be running a little late, right. but she knows we're on our way. Right. She doesn't have to be constantly looking at her watch, saying, it's 105. I thought they were going to be here. She already knows that you're on. Right. Yeah. So don't worry. Yeah. Sometimes, too, I've, in my experience doing deliveries on that phone call, they won't answer because they might be on the other line mm -hmm. or something. So I'll shoot them a small little text. Mm -hmm. Say, this is John with Render Events. We're in 30 minutes with the delivery to Adolphus or wherever, right. maybe. And just want to let you know, FY. So, even that, right. and they'll they might not call back, but they might have a thumbs up text or right. something. That, okay, right. we we know what's going on. Right. So just notifying them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Keeping the communication once again. A communication the communication yes. lines open. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it can be busy on the wedding day. So yeah. <laughs> and corporate events. I mean, it can be busy, and so just having at least some sort of contact. Yeah, it's really good. I'm sure yeah. there's probably some texts in there that you've texted them. Maybe a month ago when we worked with them and yeah, all that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've had one, a recent one too. Oh, I worked with you before. She recognized my number. My name <laughs> yeah. is still in her hair. Right. You know, yeah. Right. And she was like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, sometimes you get a rapport with some of these planners, right. you know, they remember you. Yeah. And they know your work from before. Right. And so they like, that yeah. eases them, like, oh, it's John again. So, you know, yeah. he knows what's going on. I ain't right. got to, you know, exactly. be watching out 24 7 on yeah. these people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we know what we're doing. Yeah, we're doing, <laughs> doing it well. for a while. Right. Yeah. Um, Gabriel, you've been our director of operations now. Mm -hmm. And just for transparency, like we are with the entire podcast and everything that we do here at the business, we have made this position multiple different ways, tried it so many different ways. COVID gave us an opportunity mm -hmm. to try operations in many different ways. We've gone from doing operations through the salesperson, whoever's taking the sales, then doing operations, taking it off to John to do operations. We've had somebody else de dedicated to operations. We've tried it a million different ways. And from experience, it's best to have somebody right. dedicated to operations. So what has been your experience now that you've been here for about two months? Mm -hmm. What's been your experience in operations in your role? 
Well, my experience first off is I can't believe that someone did this on the side of maybe sales or something okay. else because it has been, you know, it's a big undertaking. Yeah. You know, it's taking something that, you know, oftentimes feels super complex um, and trying to simplify it as best as possible for not only your team, but then also, you know, the clients yeah. as well. So definitely, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of moving parts with it. Um, that's kind of why I enjoy it is it feels a bit like a puzzle and I you know, kind of enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, um, it is a puzzle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, You're trying multiple to, different things, exactly. details. Yeah. You know, working out with other vendors and stuff. Um, one of the things that's been super helpful for me um, here is having the SOP um, just because it's kind of like a roadmap. I mean, I've, you know, the first day at anything, whether it's school or a new job, can be very daunting um, just because, you, you know, maybe you don't know where you're going to start or kind of what the expectation mm -hmm. is. But um, for me, having that roadmap has been super helpful just because I know, all right, this is where I'm starting, mm -hmm. um, even in training. Right. And then this is the goal. You know, I'm, I'm wanting to get to this point. And so, you know, when it when inquiries started coming in, I started taking over those logistics. Right. Um, I literally just followed that. I would have my SOP pulled up on one side of the screen and then the logistics pulled up on the other and I would go, okay. So when I had the email come in, I knew that I was going to go look at the order and make sure that I know almost every single detail about the order before I even get in contact with right. whoever to start right. the logistics just so that, you know, we're preparing for that, almost even trying to go two steps ahead. And so um, don't think I would have been able to get to the point that I am uh, just within the short amount of time. Um, if we didn't have the SOPs kind yeah. of directing me and pointing me in the right, you know, right, right way. So um, that's definitely been huge here. Yeah. And an SOP, for those of you who are listening that don't know what that is, which we talk about all the time. So, but if you're new, SOP is a standard operating procedure. Mm -hmm. And everyone in this room knows that we have an SOP for literally every single thing that we do. We have an SOP for loading the trucks, for unloading the trucks, for doing the operations, for our sales funnels how to edit this podcast. We have an SOP for literally every single piece of the business and it's vital for anyone who comes in. For our new team members that come in for deliveries, we have an SOP that they can read through before they get started on their shift to tell them exactly what we do, what they're expected to do, and uh, what to watch out for as well. Mm -hmm. And without that, it's really hard to do your job um, without repeating yourself over and over and over and over and leaving lots of room for error and lots of room for mistakes. Which mistakes are good. We yep. learn from mistakes. That's exactly. why we have SOPs. Yeah. But if you don't have an SOP, it's really hard to do that. We'll put a link in our show notes where you can go check out our SOP bundle and purchase those. But know that they're super important. How important are SOPs while we're talking about it on y'all's end? When you bring on someone new to come help with deliveries, how important is those SOPs to their job? Yeah, I think loading, especially loading and truck. Mm -hmm. So, you know... The, Definitely want to break anything. I'm way too mad. Right. That's the most. Loading rentals is different than loading yes. boxes for moving For sure. Guys. So, you know, you got furniture, you got a lot of, the acrylic is very, very uh, breakable, mm -hmm. anything like that. So, we kind of show them how to blanket those, and that's in the SOP, is blanket strap them to the wall a certain mm -hmm. way, you know, just so it doesn't break. But yeah, I think uh, I think it helps a lot. It was even down to the, the ratchet strap, how to. Right how to use a ratchet strap right. properly because there is a wrong way to use a ratchet strap. There is a wrong way. There is. You know, so, yeah, I've learned that part right? yeah. over the years. But, right. yeah, no, I believe it's a, it's a key element to your to success, of, you know, that, that end of it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? 
Yeah, it definitely helps out. It makes everything run smoother. And, you know, with them having that little bit of knowledge of unloading and then reloading for tight turnaround, it, it just makes it smoother. Yeah, for sure. Dom, you've been really able to take over production and design and painting and fabrication of everything. You've taken some of our existing inventory and made it easier to move and set up and stay at the events in a more efficient way. Tell us a little bit about how you approach those projects and how you maintain all the details that go into those, the paint colors, all of that, and still make it look really great even in the midst of a busy season like we're in right now. Yeah, the main thing is communication and then just being uh, on the job and experiencing certain things and I learn, okay, so this is my problem and once I find out the problem, I can start working on a solution right and i just run through it okay so i can do this or do that or and just make it easier for the job for the team yeah and communication yeah, yeah. That, that's the main thing right there what do you feel it's like great. now that we've talked about communication a ton for mm-hmm. all of us what is your favorite communication tool that we've used internally as a team uh, just for me the the asana was huge for me mm-hmm. Just because I'm the type of person where I need to see it, mm-hmm. you know. If I have a if I have a, a roadmap, of what I got to do for the week or month, mm-hmm. or I can always refer to that. Mm-hmm. And I felt that Gosana, when we implemented that, I felt that for me that was a that helped me a lot. As yeah. far as Slack as well, because that's right. your that's your biggest communication. Is Slack, yeah. 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 Slack is yeah. probably my favorite because yeah. you can see what everybody is saying to each yeah. one. So you start off with a project and you're, okay, well, let's try to do this and this and this, and it all just comes right. into one. You're waking way in. Um, right, exactly. Yeah. And, right. yeah, I feel like Asana is kind of like the, almost like for me, how I use it, which maybe I should use it differently, but it's almost like a safety net because it's right. like we have all these stuff, right. like all this stuff on the table that we're, you know, working on. And then it's like, oh, if we have like a moment to breathe, we can mm-hmm. always refer back to, that's what how I use it. Mm-hmm. You know, I refer back to Asana, okay, where am I at? In, in my day, in my week, and then being able to pick up definitely has been helpful. But yeah, I mean, utilizing both Slack as well. I mean, yeah. Even just walking out and yeah. talking. Yeah. Know. Those are incredible systems. And for those of you listening, some of those are free depending on the size of your company and the size of people being on there. It's not free for us because we've got a lot of people on our team, but uh, Slack is a communication tool. It's where you have channels where you can talk to each other directly, or you can have group chats um, that are subject to certain projects. So we have a group chat that's all about the render team. So if you're running late to the office or you want to grab lunch for the team, we put it in the render team Slack channel. If there is uh, custom projects that we talked about with Dom, if there is painting that needs to happen, that's under the custom projects channel. If there's something sales related, that Kathleen and somebody else needs to be related to when it comes to sales. Maybe she's got a design deck that she wants to get approved. She'll put that in the sales channel. If it's floral, maybe something needs to be cleaned or there's a broken vase or a vase doesn't come back from an event, which happens quite often. We put that in the floral channel. So Slack is an incredible tool to use and it's free, um, depending on your team, asterisks there. And then Asana is a task management system. And so you can create um projects that you're doing and then tasks related to those and so one of the biggest ways that we use that is for our events Mm -hmm. there's lots of tasks that has to be done for events such as operations and our sales process and closing out a project when it's done sending them the survey and writing them a thank you note all the things that we have to do for every single event is 
a project and so you can just duplicate that. But then we have projects in there that's for operations. Maybe something has been broken or it needs to be painted. We can add a task to make sure that is done. The greatest thing is that there's due dates for those as well. And so we can say that we want this thing painted by Friday of this week. And so Dom's going to get a notification that this needs to be painted and he's going to get a notification that it's by the end of the week. So he can go on there and he'll be notified and he'll be reminded over and over and over until that thing is done and he checks that off. Another fun thing, my favorite part of Asana is when the little unicorn goes across the screen. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like something. Check off something. Yeah. yeah, it's a little thing, guys. So communication is super key. It's mm -hmm. essential. Asana and Slack are the two main things that clearly this team is very excited about and mm -hmm. is necessary. So grab those for sure. Um, anything about uh, custom projects that you want to touch on even further? How do you, here's a question that I want to ask, and this might be a conjoined conversation with all of you, but when you're on an event, like you had mentioned, hairpin legs mm. are a pain in the butt, right. or maybe backdrops in the little thing that goes back behind yeah, it to keep legs. it up, mm -hmm. that might be a pain in the butt. Yes. Where, what are ways that you guys see these issues that happen at the events, or it could be in our warehouse, and how then do you figure out we need to do something different so i think it's more of just having to re do it every time like when we're going to load the truck and we can only get four backdrops but we have six backdrops going we can't get them all on a cart so we know we're gonna have to walk them a lot further and this and that is is really where it kind of starts okay something this this could be right. way easier right. right and then it's just all about you know, brainstorming right. and talking about it with everybody. Like, right. what do you think about this? If we do it like that, would that really help? Right. Testing it out mm -hmm. and yeah. then uh, just executing it. Yeah. 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 A team is really important there because you can bounce ideas off those people right. and say, hey, I was thinking about doing it this way. And someone could say, what if we do it this way instead? Right. Right. There's so much more communication that can happen. Well, I'm on an event. So we have, you know, like backgrounds. If there's moving parts to that inventory, whether it's a leg or whatever, I'll kind of look at other uh, rental companies mm -hmm. and how they got their setup mm -hmm. and kind of get ideas from that. Not necessarily yeah. still the idea, but kind of get right. an idea of where, okay, I see where they're going with that. Right. What can we do to make ours even better, you know, right. trans for transportation, right. like Dominic was saying. Right. And, you know, we utilize the carts better that way. Because if right. you have attached legs, they don't mm -hmm. stack that well. Right. So you want to, you know, be able to move them without damaging the, the legs. So right. we felt like on this last uh, rendition of those, we right. we, yeah. we decided yeah. to make legs that swivel. Right. Uh, you know, I see. I seen another company yeah. doing that, but theirs was only one leg, and I knew that wasn't going to work for our company because right. you know right. sometimes we have stuff hanging and, more stable, right. and it yeah. needs to be more stable. So right. I was like, okay, well. What about two? And we just right. Two smaller yeah. ones instead of one bigger one. Right. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of it's with the customers too. They want it closer to the wall or yeah. further back, and we can't yeah. always oh, do okay. that with yeah, yeah right. with the the backdrops we used to have. Right. And so it's just trying to fix that problem while I'm right. working on another. Yeah, a good example like our acrylic backdrops. Mm -hmm. So we came up with the second option for the customer. Yeah. We figured something out to. So the acrylic backdrops are they're pretty tall and mm -hmm. top heavy, so they would without any weight on the back of them, you right. know, they would they would lean. So the 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 system we had before was a three inch pipe sticking out the back. Well, you can't put that up against the wall because it's a pipe right. back there. 
going to be three feet off the wall. Right. So we came up with another solution where we just used the one by six, mm. put it through the legs mm. there, and put enough weight back there to right. where they can get it closer to the wall. Right. And a lot of that's put a lot of the clients like. Yeah. I saw that at, uh, I think we did the Visit Dallas years and done that, and I was like, that's so smart. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's just certain things yeah. like that, because I, I know there's only two ways you can do this. Right, exactly. But we found another way, so, yeah. and I think that's just us, you know, being out there doing, right. and getting in the heat of it, like, okay, right. how can we do this next right. time better? Yeah. What can we make that'll make, when we set this up next time, right. easier? Exactly. So we're well, utilizing always, both our software and right. the materials that we have to be able to do that. I know right now we're going through a process of making sure everything that has an extra, it has a sandbag, right, right. it has legs, it has maybe the sofa legs that we yeah. attach. We're working on integrating both of those to where nothing it's getting out of your head and it's on the paper. Right, right. So you can give that to anyone who walks off the street and say, hey, go pull this order. Mm -hmm. They know exactly what they're pulling. Right. Yeah. Um, trying to help that process, help ease that process. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, you know, for me, it's kind of nice to have both sides, you know, aspects of it or mm -hmm. perspectives because I did used to do, you know, run deliveries and stuff. And so there was things that I knew were kind of pain in the butt, like mm -hmm. when, when I was running them. And so coming back a few years later, um, being able to see even just like the progress, you know, that y'all made already, but then even just, kind of approaching with a filter of like, if it does have moving parts, like if there's like sandbags and what you were saying right. with the sofa legs, you know, that's like one more thing that can be forgotten. And so it's kind of, yeah, how do we condense this into something that's gonna be efficient for right. our team, that's gonna be um, helpful for, that's gonna pass the bus test, you know, yeah. ultimately at the end of the day. Right. And while we're on the topic of inventory, um, we build things and we rebuild things in a way that suits not only the aesthetic at the event, but it's good for transportation. It's not too heavy. Um, and we're taking a different approach to all of these things other than it just looks good at the event, right? How do we figure out what's too heavy, what's not heavy enough? How do we figure out if it's going to work at the event or if it's not going to work at the event? What are some things that you guys will kind of check off when you're building something new? To make sure that it passes those tests, it passes the transport ability test, it passes being at the event and not falling over. So um, I think like the first thing I look at is if we're building something out of wood, only make a search size sheet of wood. Right. So you got this canvas you're working with. It's, it's eight by four. It's a standard sheet of plywood. So from there, you know, we we kind of did the okay. How many pieces of this are we going to need? How heavy is this going to be? You know, that's another main thing too, because uh, it can get it can get heavy right. quick yeah, can, with yeah. some wood, you know? So yeah, the less, I think the less material we use on it. Right. But, right. So and, it kind of starts off with just the idea and how it right. needs to turn out. And then we kind of break it down from there. Okay. So, so now we started thinking about how much what is going to be on it, what we could do to lessen the wood. And then once we get that figured out, then we go to the design. Okay, well, how do we store it? How do we transport it? Figure that part out, implement it, and then just keep going down the mental checklist. Yeah. Right. yeah. One thing I think that y'all have done really well too recently is making items that are also editable, where you know, you're like, okay, this is our design that we're pushing. We're going to get that design. We're going to make sure that it's safe and sound. 
And then also if we need to go back to the drawing board after a couple of events of the trial and error, you can say, all right, we're gonna we're gonna refigure these legs out or the, the yeah, yeah. See, that's a that's always the thing too is time. So mm -hmm. if we do have to turn something around, well, we can't really go too far into it. We just we need a product that will work, right. but we could always just you know, improve it, yeah, improve yeah, sure. it, making improvements and whatnot. And this this will work for this week because it's right, due this right. week. Yeah, right. to get something that looks good. Get to yeah. the vet that was nice. I think that's a. And and like you said, we just re yeah, and always trying it that first time we can see, okay, well, this is where we need to go, or we need to make this lighter. This isn't going right. to work like that. And at least we got it done for that event, but we can always make it better. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because when you start putting stuff out doors in the elements, it's, it can get challenging because you need, you know, you don't want to see 20 sandbags behind a, right. a backdrop, yeah. you know, so we figure out ways to give it a little bit of, you know, weight. But not too heavy where the guys are struggling to move. Yeah, right. you know I mean? can't anything else. Yeah. Right. still have to be efficient with it. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 yeah, I think that's how we approach it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Gabriel, you've experienced events in multiple different facets of this company, and you've been on the team for a little while. And at the beginning of you coming into this business, you were able to shadow. Mm -hmm. Some of our deliveries. We were able to go and observe how we're we doing things and what could be better and more efficient. Um, tell the listeners a little bit about how you approached that process yeah. and some of the things that you noticed that we were doing that we could do a little bit better. Yeah. Well, obviously, I didn't, like I didn't want to come in guns blazing. Uh, being the new guy, I didn't want to say like, "Hey, here's all my new ideas that you guys have to adapt to." You're not new though. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, um, but I definitely did want to. You know, I wanted to come in with um, with some excitement and some um, um, to make changes if mm -hmm. you know, were necessary and stuff. And so, like I said, it was super helpful because I'd done some deliveries before, and so even seeing some of the processes getting, you know, um, changed already. Um, I think we've already talked, kind of hit on it, just like mm -hmm. the moving parts with like the sofa legs and the different inventory items that weren't listed on our pull sheets. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, figuring out ways that we can make sure that they're not being left behind in the warehouse uh, when we're pulling for those projects. That was one thing specifically that, you know, I saw that like we could, you know, something I can do to help, you know, Don and John and whoever else is working in the warehouse and um, getting that done. But I would say a big part of it for us is just brainstorming. I mean, right. really, we I feel like we've hit on it the whole time, but really just talking with John and Don, like, you know, I early on I kind of said like, hey, I like my hope is to make it like easy for you guys. Like, I want to make sure your job is so whatever I'm doing coming in and trying right. to change, if it's making it harder, less efficient, you know, you name it, um, then is it really helping? Is it really? And so definitely, um, it's been it's been a continuous conversation. Right. But um, you know, having a team that is also open to that. Um, and seeing like, oh yeah, we've been doing this way because it's we, right. the way we've been doing it. But, right. but yeah, let's get power drills to do the hairpin now. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Yeah. That's been great. One of the biggest things that you came in, giving your past experience working from other places, which anytime that we hire someone new, you've got past experiences, mm -hmm. and that will only make our team greater, is you had a list, a checklist, mm -hmm. of things that you had to do every day to make your position right. work really well. Tell our listeners a little bit about what you've brought in now yeah. based on that. Yeah, so I mean, it's a really kind of elementary idea of just um, 
the, the goal is to have a list that is a checklist where it's, you know, I could pull off uh, someone from our sales team who never worked a day in the warehouse or delivering an event and confidently hand them this list and, you know, them being able to take it and say, okay, where am I starting? Oh, I got to turn the lights on. I'm going to turn the lights on. All right. Now I'm going to head over to the pegboard, see the project packet. Um, and ultimately having a uh, productive day in the warehouse, working on projects, whatever is needed. So yeah, the list just literally lists out what are my steps, where am I going? Um, if, you know, if it's almost like one of those graphs where you have like the, if yes, go this right. way, if no, go this <laughs> way. Um, that's the goal is to make it as, right. as simple as possible um, so that it's really approachable for whoever wants to give it a go honestly right. work smarter not harder right exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. right yeah and it might be a little elementary like turn on the lights well duh of course right. you have to turn on the lights right. but, but sometimes that repetitive doing exactly. it over and over and over and seeing it listed out over and over yeah. and over mm-hmm. gets you into a routine of doing those things one one really cool thing about the list that i've had in you know prior experiences with it too is that when you see it listed down for so long you get into that habit and you get into the pattern and then it actually helps you approach it, you know, say three months from now, we can actually go back and look at this list and say, what's outdated on this list? What's not really working and efficient anymore? Um, and what's changed with the company? Like what, what do we need to adjust um, to keep it? So it's, it's nice to have it as like a solid piece that's going to be, you know, stay in the warehouse, but also being able to make changes as, yeah. as we need to, to keep it um, you know, up to date or yeah. Sounds a lot like our SOPs. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> it's a mini SOP. Exactly. And you have to alter it and change it based yeah. on the seasons that you're I almost doing. I almost thought about naming it a mini SOP, but <laughs> it's like, nah, we gotta branch out. Yeah, you're good. It's not laminated That's yet. True. So That's true. You still have time. Putting in order, so That's right. I have two things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, John, with the many different people and places we go and people we interact with, how do you stay super intentional with every single piece of the puzzle and every single part of the people that we're working with? I, so for me, I, I mean, I think a smile goes a long way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A positive attitude. So when I interact with people, I just kind of treat them like I want to be treated, you right. know? With, you know. Uh, and it's just one of the things where if I can make their day less stressful, I feel like I've done my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So interact I with a lot of people I've interacted with, like I say, you get a rapport with certain mm-hmm. planners. Even venues start to recognize you because you've been there so many mm-hmm. times. And other and other vendors. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Like Shag is that we we always talking to them and whatnot. Yeah, we kinda we kinda had instances where they looked overwhelmed and we kinda loaned them a dolly or they right. loaned us a dolly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. You know, just the main goal is to get this set up and right. get going, you know, right. it's hustle bustle. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, just to stay intentional with the, the client and in the venue, respect their rules that they have at their yeah. venues to fit that. So I think that being said, just to, yeah, just have a smile the whole time you're there. You could be having a terrible day. <laughs> it, you know, it happens. Yeah. You know, sometimes you don't want to be there, right. but you can go over there, it goes back to customer service, right? Right. So they're happy with their service. They'll use us again. Yeah. So that's my goal is to go out there and 
they don't want them to say, hey, those guys from Render, those, those, they know what they're doing. They're pretty right. good. They're professional. Right. We'll definitely use them again. Right. So that's how I approach it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they smile. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's how I approach Which it. I would say, surprisingly, sometimes when I go on deliveries and I, you know, look at, not not just you know I, I think you obviously have rose colored glasses when you're seeing your team but sure. not you know not a lot of delivery crews do have smiles on their faces. Oh. Right, well, it's it, hard work. It is. It, it, it is hard for work. sure. It's, it's manual labor, physical and demanding, yeah. and but I think it's so cool because it makes our team so approachable. You know, for the person of contact to come up and be like, hey, yeah, we have you know, there's our crew's great. It's not a huge crew yet, but I mean, the, what the crew we do have, mm -hmm. they, you know, they, I don't have to say, hey, you know, do it this way or do it this way. They've been doing it long enough to where they know what to right. do. And, and we have guys right. that just, they can't lift up a bar. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's just mm -hmm. people have different physical abilities, mm -hmm. whatever. So, you know, you pick that teammate up, you know, mm -hmm. and you just, you know, and they see that that makes them want to do better. Right. right. You know, they, they go out there, you know, next time they're, Hey, you know, I'm going to try to pick this bar up. You know, right. I know it's, it's hard for me, but I'm going to do my best to right. do it. You know, right. so like you said, hard work, it just pays off. Right. Yeah. That smile goes a long way. At the end a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially after the last two years of masked up and you can't mm -hmm. see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Having a smile. That's true. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, that, another, that was another thing of kind of regressing back to that. But like, that was a huge thing coming out of the, pandemic or, or during the pandemic was you couldn't go nowhere without mm -hmm. they won't let you in certain right. places without one you know and now we even see that come we're coming out of that a little bit more but, right but yeah but yeah the, the smile on your face i think just when they see that they're like mm -hmm. oh yeah he's in great mood that's mm -hmm. the and the the planner might not be you know yeah. right. but i think when they see you kind of yeah you know, yeah. kind of give them a, some, a little bit. It's going to be okay. Right. The day's right. going to be all right. You're all right, we're going to end this episode like we end all of our other team episodes with some questions. These can be short or long answers, but each of you are going to answer them. And so it doesn't have to be in a specific order. We're going to ask you three different questions. You ready? Good. Okay. Good. So the first one is What is your favorite memory working here at Render? My mine would have to be when we moved the warehouse. I just remember it so well. Yeah. And it well, was, it was like, only like two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was talking about when we moved from. Oh, oh okay. Old, I understand. Yes. When we moved from the, the whole old warehouse, warehouse, the old warehouse, warehouse, to the new warehouse. Yeah. yeah and uh, had that truck, and we started loading it up. And, Wait a minute! I thought it was only gonna take one trip. Little <laughs> 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 did we know. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think that and. Uh, I probably have two. That's, that's okay. Yeah. So another yeah, one, another one would be the the Christmas parties. Mm -hmm. This is my favorite time of the year. Yeah. And I like getting around that's my true. coworkers, and yeah. they've been great. All have been great so far. So I can't specifically pinpoint one of them, but yeah. Christmas parties. Yeah. One one of my favorite memories thus far, which is funny because it's actually from when mm -hmm. I worked prior uh, to my position now, was when we had this. I was we had just started floral. Mm -hmm. And we had gotten this huge floral refrigerator uh, that we needed to install into our, our warehouse. And at the time, our warehouse garage door 
was broken. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was like, and I think the funniest thing to me, and this is, I think, why it was such a favorite memory, is that we had, like, gotten back from doing, like, a pickup or something from another event. So it was, you know, 9.30, 10.30, maybe even later. And it was all of of us, uh, you know, delivery crew, figuring out, all right, how are we going to prop this garage door open, get it high enough? I mean, we had, like, three guys, like, lifting up and, like, you know, other people trying to move it. I think, like, your, I think your parents were there and we had all hands on deck. We were like, if you've got muscles. Yes, it was huge. It was heavy. Help us get this cooler. I don't know what was harder, if it was lifting the garage door or if it was moving that. Because, (laughs) but it was just fun because it was like, it was just like one of those moments where you look over at each other and you're like, this is crazy, but this is also right. like kind of fun at right. the end of the day. Working together. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was massive. Yeah. I think it was huge. You missed that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like I kind of got lucky on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. Uh, my favorite would probably be the, the Christmas parties. They're a lot more family oriented mm-hmm. than where I've been in the past. The major like companies and stuff, they yeah, they'll bring you food and stuff, but you know, we get we talk, we play games and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite members. Yeah, I love our Christmas parties. They're fun. Yes. They've been different every year. Right, yeah. I like both. Okay, second question is, what is your favorite event? Y'all have all done hundreds, if yeah. not maybe into the thousands of events now. Yeah, What's your favorite one? I'd say anything at the filter building is one of my favorites. Because oh, yeah? I just like going there. That's one I like. You if like I can do any day. event, is be there because yeah. I'm into the fishing. Of the lake lake <laughs> yeah. fishing, nice building. It's more outdoors type of yeah. venue. Anytime cool. I'm going there, I like just being there and just it's looking any, at the it's any place. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of tucked in from the city. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. that would be one of my favorites. Yeah, mine probably the Frisco Star up in Frisco, mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboy event. It was neat because they they used the whole field. Mm-hmm. I think it was for the players and family members yeah. only. I think what it was, and uh, they put the our white cubes yes. all over all our community it's tables, so our yeah. gold stools. I mean, we bought some brand new just yep. for that event, and uh, it looked so nice afterward. Yeah, and, yeah, I thought that that was probably my favorite part. Not just because I'm a Cowboys fan, but just because yeah. it was a neat setup they had. Yeah. It's funny because that field is so big, yeah. and we brought a ton of stuff to, like and it didn't look like there was anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like 20 sofas, and I think eight communal tables, and a ton of high boys, and like 60 yeah. ghost chairs. I mean, there was so much, and it looked like there was nothing on the field. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My favorite event... Uh, Kind of similar to John's, we we had an event with Nike at the AT and T Stadium, and it was fun. We got to go like underneath the stadium where their loading docks are, mm-hmm. um, which that part, even though it's like not like sporty, it's literally just like a yeah. cave, you know, a dungeon. It was cool to go underneath there and then get to kind of walk through the stadium while it was completely yeah. empty. And it was kind of newer. I think it was newer built back then uh, when we did the event. Uh, so just it was cool to see the yeah. huge venue um, and know that we were doing a little little event inside of our yeah. massive place. Yeah. yeah, I think that was the one with the boxwood where mm-hmm. there was like the Texas shaped yeah, it was a boxwood thing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that was cool. That was a neat one. All right, what is your favorite core value and why? Well, mine's better than yesterday. I just think that I don't know. For me, it's. Uh, but I can get better every day the next day, right? I mean, 
we do this for so long. We've been doing it for so long, events and stuff. But I always feel there's something that you can do better tomorrow than you did yesterday. And it can be anything, you know. Maybe take out the trash better. I don't know. Something. You know what I mean? Something is something. That's mine, you know. It, it makes you it makes you think a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So what can I do better today than I did yesterday? Yeah. So I think that's mine. I think uh, we choose joy is my favorite. Just because just coming in with a positive attitude makes everything better. Mm-hmm. And it just makes, in my opinion, things run smoother. Just yeah. having a smile on your face. Even though some stuff at home might be crazy and this yeah. and that, but just coming in with a good attitude and I think makes for a better day and a yeah. better workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I chose for right now, we are servant leaders because it changes week to week, I will say, which I know is like a brown desert kind of <laughs> answer, but um, showing up for others, I think is just so important, um, however we can. Um, that's one thing that um, I've been, you know, in a positive way challenged by being here is learning how I can, um, how I can lead through my service. And so that's definitely my favorite core yeah. value this week. <laughs> I think you said that in your video interviews yeah. too with servant leadership. So maybe it's and my it wasn't favorite even one. Then. We didn't even prompt you to yeah. say anything core value wise, but you <laughs> right. talked about servant leadership, and we we're like, did he read our core value? That's so funny. I think he did. Maybe I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they're all they're all great. I mean, right. I think we, for the most part, we follow that pretty pretty yeah. close. I'm not right on yeah. spot on. So you know, like you said, the the, the uh, servant leader. That's just one of the things too for me. It's like, okay, how can I help you today? Yeah. With anything, you know, that's my thing. I'm always asking, what do you need? Yeah. Can I help you out with something? And that's just in my, I was just raised like that, I think, mm-hmm. maybe. But yeah. That's, that's good. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here today, guys. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's been it a great fun. episode. Yeah. And we will get into more of our team series in the weeks ahead. All right.